tuned into for the record here on fbi radio 94.5 and it's a pretty special one today we're joined by amelia jenner and doug wright known as body promise 
very, very cool stuff. Excited to have you here in the studio. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's really nice to be here. You know them as your Tuesday Sunset hosts. They've been, what, over two years now going on Sunset? Nearly three. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have also heard of their compilations. We are going through their most recent one, the final one of the series, uh, Smooth Sensation, because it is one of our favourite releases of the year. We're going to dive deep, so bear with us. You heard a Ladder by Fia Fell, the opener of the compilation. And we want to set the scene. How did these compilations start? Well, I think... Um, <clears throat> We were getting a lot of releases from our friends and um, other people that we really respected were kind of sending us music um, because we were asking for it and because they kind of liked the show or wanted to get their music played on the radio. And there was so much good stuff that we were hearing that for one reason or another wasn't getting a release or like the artists themselves um, maybe weren't looking for releases, that sort of thing. Um, And so I think we were kind of like, oh, we should put all of these cool things together and put them out for these people in like a really chill kind of no strings attached Mm. sort of way because label deals can be kind of um, a bit uh, tight sometimes and that's sometimes a bit of a barrier for people. Um, And we kind of wanted it to be a bit of a platform for artists to release their first thing. Um, so, for example, um, DJ Pleads' first track came out on one of our compilations. So, and that took a lot of prying and stuff. And now he just like is on a roll, mm. which is um, so cool. And I'm definitely not taking the credit for DJ Pleed mm. being DJ Pleed, but it was nice to like, <laughs> um, you know, coax music out of someone that was maybe, um, you know, not releasing it for some reason, and then it maybe spawned something in mm. them. Was it always intended to be a trilogy or did it just kind of happen that way? I think it just kind of happened that way. Um, we did the first one and it felt really good. It just was fun putting something like that together. Like it's something in a way of engaging with music that we'd never really done before. Um, and felt natural, felt like a really uh, exciting thing for us to do together. So, And it felt like we made a nice little community as well like um for ourselves like we made lots of friends through it and lots of connections and it just felt like a nice fun thing to do and then we ended up doing three and calling it at that point not because we'd planned to you know by the second one make three you know like (laughs) blade trilogy or you know (laughs) evil dead or you know um lord of the rings lord of the fries um (laughs) But by the third one, it, it just kind of felt like a time to um, maybe wrap up the idea and try some other stuff. So mm. uh, it felt like we were going out on a really high note and that was something we, yeah, we didn't I want think... to kind of stretch the idea too far. Mm. Um, I felt like going out on a high note, definitely. And also um, there were there were a lot of work and we have a lot of other projects that we want to pursue and a lot of other um styles that we want to try out and so three just felt like a nice spot to change change it up should just um put in here as well that we're not stopping doing music with the label (laughs) (laughs) we've just got other other plans for eps and singles and that kind of thing how proud are you both of the fact that on this third one it showcases all australian artists i mean 
we can't take any credit. Yeah, we can't take any credit for that. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, I mean, um, I'm just uh, excited by it. Like, mm. excited by how good the music out of Australia is. Yeah, um, it's kind of... I, I feel like... Um, it was easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was not a struggle to find Australian artists to make up the compilation. I think just being excited about what's going on locally really informed putting the track list together. And I, f- I feel like putting a compilation like this out is more about being active fans of all of these people in the local community mm. rather than like something that we should personally be proud of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's safe to say when you think of dance music, right, especially if you're trying to find tracks you want to play or put stuff together for a radio show, as someone from Sydney and from Australia always kind of looking out into the world. Did it happen just by accident or was it intentional that it was going to be all Australian artists? Yeah, when we, when we were doing the the first two compilations, part of the show or part of what we wanted to do in the show was like really be globally focused and looking worldwide for the music that we were playing. And I think that informed our choices with track listing, like involving people from overseas for the first two. But we just got so excited about what was happening back home. <laughs> mm. I mean, you always come back home, right? It kind of felt like a nice conclusion in a way to come back to Australia which is like us like our being is Australian and I think it made it definitely easier to uh, to celebrate that when like when or if we did have like one or two internationals on a compilation like this it would be harder to talk about being like an all-Australian compilation like it it's you know when you're talking about your release on Facebook Insta all the socials it's it's really nice and concise when you can just say all Australian and really like have that be at the forefront of what the compilation is about I think as soon as you try and involve something from overseas that kind of gets diluted we're gonna go dive into Smooth Sensation the third uh, installment of the Body Promise compilations don't go anywhere Doug and Amelia are sticking around for the show this one right here is Pay It Forward by Loflon Oh, 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 
Body Promises' own Head Ardennes there with Acid Funk. Before that one, you heard Frida and Jackson with Flux and then Low Flung up the very top with Pay It Forward. Um, now, can you run us through uh, a couple of your favourites on the tape? You're asking us to pick favourites? Yeah. <laughs> just for now. Just, <laughs> for the pur- just for the purposes of the show. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, uh, one track that has really stood out and like got legs of its own is um, the Low Flung track. Um, pay it forward which I think Danny Loflung sent it to us um, I think it was a live dub and he just kind of sent it through and we were just like instantly like whoa yep this one is really good and then he kind of took it away and sat on it for a bit and then came back and was kind of like I think he kind of went back to how it started right like he didn't end up doing that much different to it yeah, which I think was really nice that he could just, like, churn out this thing and give it to us and it ended up being perfect from the first mm. go. Um, and it's been a track that um, is still getting played by a lot of people. Like, we always get, like, different notifications from different bigger international DJs still playing it and really into it, um, mm. which is so nice. And it's nice because... Um, um, Danny can sometimes sit in, like, a more DIY world, so it's nice to see it cross over into a more, like dance world as well um yeah that one was a particularly special one for me but again it's like choosing your children (laughs) i have the track list in front of me here and i'm finding it so difficult to pick out one um should we uh maybe i'll talk about uh josh's um Mm. letter brother no track um called dance floor pulling up um this is one that uh Josh, the producer behind Letter Brother No, had been sitting on for quite a while. Like we'd, we'd I think actually he sent it to us for our first for compilation. For our first <laughs> compilation. And so that, that one had been kicking around for a long time and it didn't make it onto the first cut. Unfortunately, it just, just so happened that it fit perfectly into the track list. But the, these tracks of Josh's that he produces under this name, like he hasn't put much stuff out and he's sitting on some absolute, mm. absolute killer material. Like all this really techy but super organic uh i don't know like breaky stuff mm. um and lou kosh i guess was an interesting one in that a lot of the other artists on the release kind of sat on what they were doing and thought about it for a long time and went away and worked on them and blah 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 but lucas is so prolific that he just has like hard drives and hard drives and hard drives full of music and he was able to just like send us a bunch and be like you pick and so I think that was quite scary because they were all so fucking good that I was like, oh, what if we picked the wrong one? Like, have we picked the best one? Um, and yeah. I think they, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting um, when another artist would send back one song and he'd send back 75 songs. Um, but it's just a testament to how amazing he is as a producer. Like, how do you even begin to sieve through that? Yeah. Well, I think with Lucas, um, because he gave us so many options, bless him, um, it meant that when other tracks started coming through, we could kind of sit the tracks that he had made next to the tracks that were coming through and kind of work out which one flowed sonically. And another thing with with Lucas's track is, you know, because I feel like Electro's having uh, a lot of light shone on it at the moment and a lot of people are releasing... um, uh, releasing, you know, his his music that really fits square, fair and square into the electro kind of genre. We were really looking for a track from him that, um, you know, pushed his more IDM 
agenda and was a bit more techy. Um, mm. And so I think it was it was easy to to kind of go through the list and pick out something that felt like you know maybe it wasn't going to uh, fit on the other labels that he was releasing. But well, we wanted to of... showcase that showcase that part of his you know musical personality so doug this is the second time one of your other solo projects features header dance banger of a track thanks where do you see this project headed i mean the header dance stuff is stuff that i've just make for fun mm. and like i've i've put a track on well i guess we've put a track on each of the compilations um but for a long time you know it was moving about that fast you know like it just having like a track a year dubbed out um <laughs> to put on stuff but i think from from that sort of stuff like um i'm someone that is pretty cagey about sharing music with people and putting stuff out uh of my own solo stuff like it kind of i don't know feels like a big deal when it's really not um but i think through doing these compilations it's given me a bit of a spurt to try and make it more of a thing and to be doing a bit more stuff in the future so i've got a, like a release coming out next year
us you're hearing let a brother know with dance floor pulling up aka set one something a little different from him a little bit extra spicy stick around on for the record we're going through smooth sensation the body promise compilation on fbo Thank you. 
Pagan right there with Close Your Eyes. And up before that one, Let a Brother Know, aka Set One with Dance Floor Pulling Up. Um, now, who spearheaded the curation of this project? Or was it was it like a, a duo thing? Who kind of reached out to who and, and what was the general vibe on that? Uh, I think it was uh, absolutely 50-50 um, in terms of um, how we... Uh, approach it I guess we kind of both just have a big brain do- brainstorming dump where we just put all these different people that we want to hit up um, and we just kind of like divide it up based on who is better friends with mm. the person or has a better connection with the person um, and we just kind of reached out to them as we went. Do you think it got easier the third time round? Yeah absolutely. Right. I think we ironed out the kinks in the first two and then we kind of knew exactly what we were doing and we were able to pull this one together a lot quicker than the other ones. Generally speaking they've, they took about a year to do. Right. This one I think was maybe about eight months which meant it was a bit, um, we could pull it together quicker and put it out quicker and felt good about it. I think what was easier as well is like doing the first compilation thinking back I feel like we were more or less trying to put something together primarily through friends music that we heard and and not really thinking too hard about like track listing or some sort of theme to to kind of unify everything just crossing fingers that it would kind of flow together at the end but by the third time when we had kind of like a sonic idea that we were trying to aim for i think that made it a lot easier for things to come together because we Mm. could chop down the list of people that we wanted to ask we could be really decisive about the tracks from those people that we included. It just made the whole process a lot more streamlined to have those kind of big lofty ideas at the beginning of the process rather than trying to figure it all out as we were going. What was the original Sonic idea you shared with everyone? We didn't actually, we didn't like send a brief to the artists or anything. We just kind of hit up the artists that we sort of knew would sit in the pocket that we were looking at. And then they kind of sent back stuff that because of who we hit up they all kind of worked together because like we find it such a privilege that an artist wants to give us a song to put on these releases that we never want to put uh, restraints on them being like oh we want it to be like a 420 techno banger or something can you make that for us like we reach out to them and be like what are you sitting on mm. what do you want to release and then it kind of like shapes it from that big question what do you see your role as the curators of this compilation being? It's our responsibility to portray each of the tracks and each of the producers, like to give them respect and space and not just like grab all these tracks and smush them together and put it out, but actually like respect the fact that these artists have given us their music and they've put time and energy and love into the creation of each of them and we wanted to give that back in how we put it together. So, you know, like putting the tracks together in a way that suits the one before and suits the one after so that it's like, I think just giving priority to each of them and so that none of the tracks felt like they were just kind of like slapped on the end or that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's um, the role of curating something like this is taking all of this uh, material that, you know, we're obviously really big fans of and trying to do the best job of presenting that to the people that it's going to connect to um and i think that's also like something that we've tried to do for yeah, a long time i feel like when you're putting out a va as well it's very easy to brand it with your name front and center like 
you know, it could have very well been you know, Body Promise as, as kind of like the tagline and then all of the tracks kind of like holding our name up. But mm. we kind of wanted to minimize our own uh, position in this release and uh, really focus on the music itself and not, not have it just be kind of like something that is of benefit to us. It's where we're trying to put this out in a way um, that's really for the artists, not for ourselves. One thing that we try and do with our radio show and DJ mixes and that sort of thing is to like draw threads through different music and bring different styles of music together that people wouldn't naturally think would go together or bringing together kind of different communities through the releases as well. Like, because, you know, when you listen to each th- all three of the um, compilations, um, they're all quite varied. Um, and so, like, you know, you've got ambient and techno and electro and, um, like, experimental hip-hop and that sort of thing and, like, bringing them together in a way that kind of brings them into a new light and, like, maybe, you know, someone will discover something that they never thought they would or that sort of thing. Underneath here, Broken Rave by Waterhouse. We're going to go into Lukash with Exemeter here on FBI Radio. You're joined by me, Maya Billick, and Dan Gordon with our special guests, Doug and Amelia, a.k.a. Body Promise. Don't go anywhere.
next track, a bit of a hometown hero. It's Andy Garvey with Welcome to Infinity.
Now, visually, all uh, each of these compilations have a pretty unique identity and a general theme. What kind of makes this one stand out from the two you released before, Fantastic Vex and Harmony from a Dominant Hue? Well, I actually think, like, thinking about them as an entire series, each artwork kind of reflects the music, and the artwork obviously came together after the um, music side of things was mm. done, and we kind of sent the... Um, the compilation to each of the artists that created the work to kind of inspire what they were making. And so Harmony from a Dominant Hue has like got all these weird colours that are kind of meshed together and it was like made from, it was like a photo of a wax mould that Danielle Kolikoff kind of edited in post and then the name kind of stemmed from that a bit too. And then the second one was Fantastic Effects and the artwork by Nelly is really high def, like really bold and like in your face, which kind of reflected the compilation and then the third one is kind of more ambient and flowing and organic and that's mm. kind of what you get in the artwork on this one by Russell that's sort of all these natural brush strokes and yeah so I think the artwork kind of reflects the music and vice versa. A bit earlier you both mentioned how this compilation is a bit more free-flowing than uh, the first two a bit more uh, ambient. It to me kind of bends and turns in a really distinct way almost like a DJ set but that there's a proper story which uh, in the traditional sense compilations in practice aren't really meant to right um, there's a very obvious start end of side one turn side two pull the tape in and out and then a finish where did this idea come from or did it just happen that way um I that's great that, that you uh, <laughs> that you listened like that. That's really great because um, that's what we were going for. Um, it ended up that way, I think, because we did approach track listing this almost like planning a, a mix or a DJ set, like trying to think of some sort of arc throughout it, um, placing tracks side by side that felt like they led into each other in terms of like I guess led into each other sonically or alternatively like provided a nice contrast like something that we tried to do say for the tape release is to have a restart when you flipped it so like having an ambient track halfway through which is Waterhouse's track Broken Rave felt like it did play that role quite well and it's so quite a palette cleanser yeah I think we kind of had them on all of the releases like with Fake and Princey yeah they kind of um it was kind of like a you know, turning the corner a bit. Yeah, so it kind of felt like that was, yeah, part of part of what we were going for was thinking how people are going to be listening to it. You know, if people are going to be listening online on a stream, or if people buy the cassette uh, and they're going to have to walk over and flip the tape. Um, thinking and considering the audience and their experience while they're listening to it is something that we were really going for. And it was just, I feel like with this sort of music as well, like when we were getting tracks from producers that we really liked that were a bit more ambient leaning it gave us a bit more scope to be able to move or like create that ebb and flow because we had tracks of different intensities um, of different I guess amounts of instruments playing at the same time even like having those moments where everything strips back and then you know it becomes really full again something that I think yeah has has been a really an easier thing to do with this type of type of release and type of music mm. and I think we mentioned it earlier but we also wanted to position all of the tracks in a way that gave each of the individual tracks the most space and 
credit and yeah like it didn't sound like anything was just kind of slapped there just cause like we'd um, wanted to give each track the best opportunity to be heard in the best way possible. Now Body Promise to me seems like such a, a malleable um, entity. Was this kind of always the plan to you like to never be boxed in? Um, I just think we don't know who we are. Like <laughs> personally. <laughs> Do you know, like not in an existential way, I just think we like so many different things um, and so many different styles and vibes and like, you know, we both have different musical backgrounds in terms of like what we were brought up on and that sort of thing and we both listen really widely to lots of different stuff, like I listen to heaps of hip-hop and heaps of like um, like top 20 like pop music and like heaps of really sad folk songs and Doug listens to like kind of psychedelic type things and so I think we never want to be like boxing I guess in a way but also just we just like what we like and it's kind of pretty varied. I think earlier on it was something we maybe struggled with a bit more like yeah like the, who are we? Yeah because I think identity in music when things move so fast um, it can be really necessary to like kind of like grab on to like one style, one genre, one thing, and just like run with it in order to kind of like uh, to cut through and not have your message too diluted. Um, but after a while of I guess jumping around in terms of the stuff that we play on the shows and the sort of music that we're championing, I feel like we just realized that maybe that just wasn't our our thing. Like to to try and hone in on one thing because it just felt like it excluded so much of our interests. So um, hopefully, people are along for the ride with <laughs> with all this all all this but stuff also, that we're into. If they're not, then like I mean, we're only ever gonna do it if it's what we want do you know what I mean or like we're not gonna not be authentic in what we want to do and so the moment that we feel like we have to compromise then it's kind of like eh I'm not gonna do it anymore do you know what I mean we should release some sad folk songs (laughs) yeah Oh, oh, oh. 
Ladies Pool by Lucy Cliche and The Sex Havers Acid Mix by DJ Yoni here on For The Record on FBI Radio going through the Body Promise compilation. Now, not that long ago, you guys got to play at Sugar Mountain in Melbourne. What's coming up for Body Promise? What's on the horizon beyond pumping out tunes on Sunset on Tuesdays? Um, we have a few really fun shows early next year, which will be good. Um, and then um, we both kind of have our own projects that we're focusing pretty heavily on over the next couple of months as well. Uh, Amelia's absolutely smashing it with uh, DJ Scorpion. Um, shout out, yep. Yeah, shout out the Scorp. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's on the cards mm. for next year. And Doug has a Head Our Dance release. And then I guess we have not got a timeline for the next releases with Body Promise, but I'm going to slot it in. We'll find a space. Yeah, I think... Um, we really enjoy doing the radio show and kind of like having that weekly kind of thing platform to share music on and obviously playing parties and stuff is super fun and we are like so grateful that we get booked for the things that we do like the boiler room and those sort of things like beyond our wildest imagination but it's not like it's not necessarily why we do it I don't think like that's why we have other projects and yeah we just want Body Promise to be fun and easy and just things happen naturally rather than shit we haven't released something in this long we should do something now well doug amelia thank you so much for taking the time to step through smooth sensation with us it was an absolute pleasure really nice to hear from both of you like the ins and outs of it so thank you so much for coming on for the record thank you so much thanks we're really big fans of the show so it's a real pleasure and an honor to be here oh (laughs) and an honor to be able to talk um about each of the artists do you, yep. know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's nice to be able to get another opportunity to gush about how good they all are. Mm. We're going to leave you here with Emily Glass and her track Worker. Thanks again so much to uh, Body Promise, aka Amelia and Doug, for coming in, having a chat about their record, Smooth Sensation. If you want to get in touch, 0409 945 945 is the spot to do so. Or you can hit us up for the record at fbiradio.com. But on that note, we'll see you next week. You can catch uh, Body Promise on Sunset every Tuesday from 6 to 8 o'clock. You can also stream the show back, stream this show back, get it wherever you grab your podcasts from. Give Deepa Allen a warm welcome.